Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And so are you. Thanks for being here. Welcome. 888 Keith thinks the world is on fire. By the way, welcome back, Keith. Hmm, thank uh, you. From your fabulous, fabulous, was it was it a fabulous vacation? It sure was. <laughs> yeah? Sure was. Good. Good. I went all over the place, man. Colorado, North Carolina. I bet it was, was it cooler in Colorado or were they having a heat wave? Oh, bro. It's 44 degrees when you wake up in oh, the mountains. Oh, wow. Kidding me? That's nice. Kidding me? I can't wait for that yeah. weather to come back. Yeah, again. it'll be here for all of two weeks. Just yeah, got to right. wait till December. All right. Then we'll get there. Yeah, I, I, I told you when we were getting ready to do the show today, I, I said, I think that the world is in a bad place. Hmm. That's the first, first I'm hearing of it. And that's what I was afraid of. That's yeah. why I brought it up. Because <laughs> I didn't know if you were following along. First I'm hearing of it. Mm-hmm. Why weren't we told that something <laughs> was going wrong in the world? Uh, it just sneaks up on you, you know? Yeah, I guess it does. <laughs> it's not a fun place right now. All right. Yeah, we got so much uh, on the apocalypse today, but we're going to make it fun. Oh, good. I thought we'd start with, uh, can I just start by bragging about uh, my Cougars over the weekend? They just had a tremendous football mm. game. Beat South Florida 50-21. to 21. And uh, <laughs> so they got Baylor coming up. Mm-hmm. Number 10 ranked Baylor, probably their they're probably going to be ranked higher than that uh, and will be ranked higher than 25th when it comes out today, the uh, latest rankings. Mm-hmm. But the last time, I just want to make this point, the last time BYU played Baylor in Provo, okay, it was also the second game in the season. BYU won that game 47-13. to It was the year 1984. Mm-hmm. They went on to finish unbeaten and win the national championship. With the uh, former Atlanta Falcons quarterback, Ty Detmer, at the helm, if I recall. Ah, yes. Yes. Did he play for the Falcons, too? One season. My gosh. <laughs> he was all over the place. Yeah. He had a bunch of teams. Uh, all right. So, anyway, uh, college football is back. Nebraska won over the weekend, too. The mighty North Dakota Buffalo, I Eagles. believe. Eagles. Eagles? Mm-hmm. They're the North Dakota Eagles? Yeah. It wasn't North Dakota State. Oh, You're thinking of the North bison. Dakota State's the bison. Mm-hmm. No, this was North the Dakota Eagles. Much mightier, huh? Yeah, much mightier at North Dakota. <laughs> and yeah, boy, they they took them down thirty-eight seventeen. Yep, that's it. Was a blowout. <laughs> it was seventeen all in the third. Oh no, was it really? <laughs> yep. Oof. I don't think your audience wants to hear any more Nebraska talk, though. Well, they lost the week before too, after blowing a fourteen point. I was lead. like, <laughs> that sucks. But see. You don't even know how that happened. I don't. Uh-huh. They kicked an onside when they were up 11 in the third. <clears throat> Why would you do that? Dumb. I mean, I, I just... And so, obviously, they didn't recover it. Uh, no, Northwestern no. did. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gave them really good field but position. But that was 10 days ago, Pat. Why yeah. are we talking about that? So That's ancient a- history. Thank you. Ancient, stinking mm-hmm. history. All right, let's talk about our uh, evil commander-in-chief. Uh, somebody got a really clear photo of him oh. uh, during that speech last week. Uh, some of them were <laughs> a little blurry. Uh, in fact, a lot of them were. But we were able to uh, clean up the haziness in the photos and really, mm. really show you a clear picture. With that new telescope thing, right, right? Of who this guy is. Oh, there we go. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the Emperor. Emperor Joe. Mm-hmm. Yep. What does that say? The Republic will be... Oh, you can say it. You got the voice. You, you do the emperor voice, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, sort of. 
the Republic will be reorganized into the First Galactic Empire for a safe and secure society. That's right. That's I believe it. it's this. Oh, yeah. Safe oh. And mm -hmm. secure there it is. Society. That was the speech last week. Sure was. And they applauded just like Natalie Portman notices. Right, right about now. This is how liberty dies. Mm-hmm. With, With thunderous applause. applause. Yeah. How, how would you even set up... I, I know you guys probably covered this uh, at length on Friday, but why would you even set up that kind of dark, evil background? So weird. It's incredible. I don't know. And it was sending a message, especially with the Marines standing there. Uh, this... Uh, boy, this is... Like I told you before the show, I had to quickly explain to you, the world's in a bad place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I wish I'd been better prepared to, you know, deal with that. But yeah, I'm sorry to drop it on bam, you there. Yeah. Hit me right before the show. Yeah, yeah. So Weird. I don't I don't know what's next, but I don't like it, whatever it is. No. Because it's setting us up. He's still assailing American citizens. Did it again yesterday. Mm -hmm. The more hatred for the for the Trumpies, he called them. Uh, the middle class built America, he said. Everybody knows that, but unions built the middle class. Uh -huh. Okay, as he's uh, sucking up to the unions and their massive amounts of money. Because oh, um, they're, they're going to need it. Yeah, yeah. So he did that on Labor Day, right? Yes. That, that was the... Uh, yeah. That was the one bone that President Grover Cleveland threw to the communist-infiltrated labor unions in America back in the late 1800s. Gave him Labor Day. And so now... Yeah, did you see this? I don't understand this. That labor unions right now are more popular today than they've ever been? I did see that. What? <clears throat> yeah. How is that? I think we mentioned that briefly, maybe uh. on Friday. I, I don't know how that's possible. It's just maybe because we don't hear about them that much, and so they think, well, labor unions, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It's incredible. But uh, yesterday, Biden said that the GOP are full of anger, violence, hate, and division. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you listen to him, and you right. hear him yelling at the top of his lungs about MAGA Republicans, mm -hmm. mega MAGA, uh, Trumpies, all the things that he says, you know, are disparaging about Republicans. And we're the ones who are full of anger? Yeah. They always project on the left. And the violence. Mm -hmm. What? What <laughs> violence? January 6th, of course. Oh, uh, It's oh, the oh, only oh. instance they have to point to. We had a whole summer of violence from the left in 2020. They don't even reference that. They don't care about it. In fact, they like it and they encouraged it. Mm -hmm. But it's us. Who are full of it. And I'll admit, I am full of it. It pisses me off that they're trying to destroy this great country. Yeah. And and I got to say this loud and clear. It just takes one person out there, one person to be so angry. Uh, someone with nothing to lose mm -hmm. does something stupid. And yep. then you're going to see a, a, a crackdown like you haven't even imagined. Yet. Well, that's true. So please keep That's your head sure. about you. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, these evil Marxists, these speechwriters that animate this this empty suit, mm -hmm. this dementia-riddled, decrepit, American-hating mm -hmm. buffoon. Adjectives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they want to remake this country. They do. And they're going to do everything they can. And you want to you want to make this country get uh, uh, be remade overnight? Then do something stupid. Mm-hmm. Because well, that's they right. will they will take advantage of that and well we have to point to J six for that mm. uh, to for for the shining example of what happens when mm-hmm. we do the wrong thing on the right somebody gets out of line starts a riot in the in the Capitol building and we paid the price every single day since yeah and and the people that that uh, transgressed on January sixth they are still behind bars. And they're awaiting trial in so many cases. Yeah. And of course, it's not right and it's not fair that that the people, like you just said, that the summer of 2020, no consequences for those people. Nope. That destroyed cities and murdered people and went I, after I police. There I it is. Mostly peaceful. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it is not. Uh, it is not generally speaking unruly. <laughs> How could he possibly? speak those words when there's a blazing inferno behind him how is that even possible that's amazing that's one of the most amazing videos of all time yeah don't let them consolidate power any more than they have already by by lashing out that's what they want they want this powder keg Mm -hmm. to blow so badly oh they do yeah they do they wanted it in 2009 10 11 with the tea party they desperately wanted it they warned about it relentlessly and then it never materialized uh, because that's not what we do on the right. And for what it's worth, uh, I'm going to make a prediction now. I don't know it'll make a big difference, but, you know, it can't hurt uh, if the Republicans do take over the Senate. But uh, I'm going 51-49 Republicans. I've been studying the numbers in the polls, Pat. Mm-hmm. They're taking the House and the Senate. And and I'm taking into sure account so. uh, voter fraud as well. You know, uh, Stu's pretty optimistic about it, too. Mm. Yeah, I was I was surprised because he's you know the little black rain cloud yeah that uh, rains on all of our happy parades, but he said the same thing. He's been mm. studying the numbers mm-hmm. and thinks we got a good shot at it. I like the fact that so many of the battleground states for the Senate are in states where they have uh, cleaned up some of their election laws. That's where I'm feeling yeah. the silver lining. Good. So we'll see. Yeah, indeed, we will see. Mm-hmm. Uh, last week, um, brain dead Biden, <laughs> yeah, dared, you know, as president of the United States, this is to take a question from a reporter. Now you know his people are telling him not to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Don't, Mr. President, please don't take questions from the reporters. Don't address the press, Mr. President. Don't dawdle. Leave immediately after. Whatever it is you have to say, <laughs> get up and walk out. Read the words on the screen, then get out. That's it. That's all we want you to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's what happened. Where everybody thought I think we go. Thank you so much, Mr. President. Oh, I'm sorry. I took control. I shouldn't do that. Look at that. Not allowed right. to do that. Go ahead. Yeah, he's not allowed to do that. Had the rest of the conversation um, close. Hmm. Thank you all so much. Look at that. Oh, yeah. And they don't let him. They, they, they don't let him answer a question. They don't let her ask it. That's a disgrace. I mean, he was so nervous. Oh my god. So he starts. He does his little mumbles, right? He finishes yeah. his his words, like you said, and then he points at a reporter 
right? Yeah. And then yeah. he then he looks over here at the handlers. He's and like, he realizes oh, he's in trouble. Oh, I'm not supposed to do that. I'm not supposed oh, to take no. control. No, I mean, that's no the, pudding. Those are the words he just used. I'm not supposed to take control. Not supposed to do that. Uh -huh. And then, like you said, the handlers start talking over the reporter. Let's go. Come on, people. They warned me I wouldn't get my pudding allotment. Oh, he didn't. I guarantee you, he did no, not get dessert no after that. No pudding today. Nope. You screwed up, old man. <laughs> hey, look at He was legitimately frightened yeah oh uh, at what he had just I'm, done i'm not supposed to do that uh i'm not supposed to take control really pay attention uh play this again and really pay attention to his reaction here it's amazing what Oh, I'm sorry. I took control. I shouldn't do that. I'm not allowed to do that. Go ahead. You tell me. I think we're going to go ahead and have the rest of the conversation. Oh, he's gone, too. Look at him. Look at around. Blank stare. Doesn't know what the hell he's doing, where he is, what his name is. He has no idea. That's incredible. Oh. Do you think you're the president of the United States, bro? No, no, no. It's no. all the Marxists that are uh, typing the words into your teleprompter. They're in charge, man. Don't you dare try to take control of this press conference. <sighs> if it's not, Don't you dare. Here's a rule of thumb. Can you remember this, Mr. Dementia? If it's not on the screen, you don't say it. Mm -hmm. That's what they're telling him. Mm -hmm. If it's not on the card, you don't do it. Yep. <sighs> yep. And he probably can't remember but, that. Well, he can't remember it. And also, he thinks he still thinks he's on top at the top of his game. Mm -hmm. He th he thinks he's, I don't know, clever, witty, uh, smart. I I don't know what he thinks, but he he believes he can do these things. But they keep telling him, no, you run into trouble every single time. Stop it. Stop I taking questions. Another fun fact: where he has spent forty one percent of his days in office. Uh, he's been on vacation. Forty-one. Forty-one percent of the days the man has been wow in power. Now, wow. that's not enough for the Marxists that are actually animating him. They they wish he were gone ninety-five percent of the time. Yeah, and just around to, you know, sign their executive orders that are destroying this country. Wow, that's incredible. Forty-one percent. Did they compare that to say I, Trump or Obama? I didn't see. Yeah, be interesting to know. Mm hmm. I'll look that up. Uh, 888-933-93, but he is an angry, compromised, mentally, uh, old man. <laughs> I would say more than just mentally compromised. <clears throat> China, Russia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, five times August, whose music we've featured several times before, uh, is a friend of the show, friend of the blaze, um, John Andrasic, pointed out something over the weekend uh, Thursday night, Joe, of course, tweeted out, Donald Trump and MAGA Republicans are a threat to the very soul of the country. Then the next day, a reporter asked, do you consider all Trump supporters to be a threat to the country? And Biden said, I don't consider any Trump supporter to be a threat to the mm, country. See, he huh, didn't know. That's not what you said. Yeah, he didn't know what his uh, handlers had uh, typed on social media. <laughs> So there you go. The complete opposite of what the tweet said. And, of course, everybody, I mean, we played his words. We played a lot of his words over and over and over and over again. He assailed Trump supporters. The MAGA Republicans, that's his big thing now. 
MAGA Republicans are a threat to democracy. MAGA Republicans this and MAGA Republicans that. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's really stumbled on to a really clever and uh, big-time insult. It's the winning formula for November, they think. They do think that. <laughs> yeah, I think at least he believes it. I, I don't know if others in the Democrat Party do. Uh, and, of course, the media is all about painting half of Americans as Nazis. They don't mind that. Here's MSNBC doing it. Chapter, which is leading us into the election, this fight for the soul of our country, the fight for the soul of democracy. We are watching right now a very radical and extreme Republican Party oh my mirror what we have seen in other Jeez. places like Nazi Germany, oh, like other places like is. the Bolsheviks. We have seen this playbook before. We have seen a ruling party Gotta be kidding try me. to use things like propaganda, a ruling try party, to silence the free press, huh. try to restrict what women can do. What the hell we are you talking about? Before and it Pause it for a second. <laughs> you mean the ruling party? They're in the minority. They've got no power whatsoever. The Republicans have zero power right now. The ruling party is Democrats. They've got the executive. They have the House. They have the Senate. So they got the, they got Congress and they have the executive branch. But Republicans are the ruling party? Hmm fascinating mm-hmm. and this guy doesn't even know what year it is yeah it's been some time since they had the majority wow these people are insane they're just insane they can't even get straight who's in power here this is why you know it's so bizarre when he's talking about maga republicans bringing down democracy maga republicans in fact he said was it yesterday or over the weekend he said that they're trying to end social security, or as he calls it, so secure, so secured. Uh, so they're trying to end social secure. Who? Show me that. The ruling party. The yeah. ruling party. The Republicans. Yeah. Duh. Yeah, I've not seen one Republican even bring up social security, let alone suggest it. And no Republican would ever try to end social security. They have tried to reform it a little bit, but they wouldn't end it. In fact, they gave that option. Was it, I don't know, in the 2000s sometime. Uh, maybe Bush was still in office. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you just won re-election. Yeah. Yeah. And cool. and they suggested, hey, how about we privatize it? If you want, mm-hmm. you can ke- take control of your Social Security account. Or, or you can keep it the way you want it. Or the way you have it right now. You can either stay in this system or you can uh, go with option number two, which is just to enhance it a little bit, and you take control of it if you think you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I they re- went nuts over that. I recall George Bush after getting reelected. It might have been the, the next day. He said, uh, I have political capital, and I intend on spending it. And that's what he spent it on, and it got nowhere. Yeah, absolutely nowhere. Despite you know that the the fact that they were the ruling party at the time, I, I think I think it's just a case of Americans just. I mean, you can, we've been so conditioned to have the government do everything for us that mm-hmm. they can't possibly fathom a world where they can make their own decisions for them. Yeah, and this played out in two thousand and four with Social Security, and it and it played out in twenty twenty with all the mandates. I can't imagine governing myself. What do you mean I have the option? No, no, no. Do it all for me. Mm-hmm. And that's why we got nowhere with that. 
and sadly, Social Security has become, you know, a sacred cow. You can't touch it. You can't mess with it. And people are just used to it, and they want it. Even Republicans want it. Uh, so, okay, that's where we are now. Mm-hmm. So, as a result of that, no Republicans ever suggest ending it. They know that'd be the death knell for their campaign. Just wait until the checks stop coming. Yeah. And that will happen soon. Yeah, because... That'll happen soon. Especially even faster now, since we're printing up checks that end up in Ukraine. Yes. We've raided that supposedly sacred fund so many times, uh, and it can't keep up with the fact that Americans are getting older, staying alive longer, and, you know, withdrawing their Social Security benefits. I mean, it's just not there anymore. So, yeah, they're never tr- they're not trying to end Social Security. Let me tell you about uh, Tommy John underwear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Labor Day. Hopefully you had a good time over the weekend grilling burgers and it was not so steamy. Or maybe it was steamy because you don't <laughs> have Tommy John underwear. <laughs> For underwear that can handle the heat, you need Tommy John. Tommy John underwear. You're so much cooler in them. And they fit so much better and don't ride up, and it's such comfortable fabric. Mm-hmm. They're it should just, be illegal how comfortable they are. It's, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I, we love our Tommy John underwear. Yeah. Uh, Tommy John doesn't have customers. They have fanatics because when you, when you buy it and you experience it, you turn into a fanatic. With over 17 million pairs sold, people love their Tommy John un- underwear and loungewear. So comfortable. So, uh, it looks so great. You could wear it to the store if you wanted to. Mm. Mm. Just, I I absolutely love this stuff. You'll become a Tommy John fanatic as well. There's no risk because you're covered with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. So, shop Tommy John's big sale right now uh, through today. So, you have until today to take advantage of their Labor Day sale. Mm. Tommy John underwear. Uh, going to make you feel that much better. TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed. Save 25% site-wide. 25% off site-wide right now at TommyJohn.com slash Unleashed. See the site for details. Pat Gray Unleashed. Uh, the fear-mongering going on with the Democrats right now, too. Why is that okay? They are continually fear-mongering against Republicans, against the MAGA uh, Republicans. I thought that fear-mongering was a bad thing, but apparently not when it's done by a Democrat like everything else. No, you had a pathead who uh, goes by the handle on Twitter, uh, 97Bravo, sent me a message with... uh, with like U.S. statute, uh, forgot what it was, but some code, and uh, he says, "Hey, you know what?" And he's like, "I'm not a lawyer, but uh, maybe this is voter, maybe this is impeachable." That speech Thursday night from Biden, because that was clear voter intimidation, which is against U.S. Mm. code. Mm. <laughs> I'm willing to pursue anything at this point. I think there's <laughs> a ton of uh-huh. reasons to impeach this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not, well, nobody's going to. No, but they should. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here's a positive message from this new American. Oh boy! Good uh, he hopes Joe Biden will hear it. Uh, check this out. 
Hi everyone, this message is for the President of the United States. So if you know someone close to him, please tag them so they can bring this to his attention. My name is Alma Ohenio-Pari. I'm a person of faith, a husband of 16 years, and a father of four wonderful children. I am also an immigrant to the United States of America. I came here at the age of 19, full of hope, optimism, and a willingness to do what was necessary to achieve the American dream. After 18 years of waiting and hoping, I was finally granted the privilege of becoming an American citizen in 2021. Today, I am a proud American, a law-abiding patriot, and a man willing to defend the principles and values that made America great and brought people like me here. Mr. President, I am also a conservative Republican, or what you have recently labeled a MAGA Republican. Over the last few days, you have looked into the camera and called me and millions of other people like me extremists. You have told me and my children that we don't matter to you because of our beliefs. Your spokespeople and the media have labeled us dangerous, full of hate and a threat to democracy. You went as far as to suggest that we would not stand a chance against the government's F-15s in defending our country from tyranny. Your party leaders have mm. taken your cue and called us terrorists. And all this without taking any time to acknowledge our humanity, listen to our concerns, or seek to understand our fears. I was born in a country where my rights were not always guaranteed. And to hear the president of America and the leader of the free world dismiss more than 70 million of his own countrymen as fringe and extreme and not worth listening to breaks my heart and makes me wonder what I should tell my children about the future of this once great shining city on a hill. Mm -hmm. This is the reason many of us embrace the call to make America great again. It is because we believe our great nation is under a moral, fiscal, and spiritual assault. We are MAGA because we want to restore the promise in the hearts of our children that this is the place where their efforts will be rewarded and where their true potential can be realized. We are MAGA because we believe in freedom of speech, the freedom to exercise our religion. We believe in limited government and the rule of law. Mm -hmm. We are MAGA because we love the Constitution and believe our founders established a means for we the people to defend it from enemies, both foreign and domestic. I am MAGA because I want to be able to look into the eyes of my four black children to assure them that they're not victims, that they hold inside them what it takes to achieve anything they set their hearts on. We believe our leaders should put America and its interests first before any other nation. We believe our government should not saddle our children and grandchildren with insurmountable debt, chasing after a misguided idea of controlling or changing the course of the climate. Millions of us were horrified to witness what happened on January 6th and believe that justice must be served. But we also see through the attempt to paint all Republicans with a false moniker of insurrectionists and nice. to conflate the genuine misgivings yep. of those who feel disaffected and disenfranchised with an unfounded accusation that we are somehow against democracy. We are MAGA mm. 
because we love law enforcement, but doubt whether the Justice Department or the FBI can be trusted to deal fairly and impartially when they have given us clear and repeated evidence of their political bias against half of the country. Mm-hmm. As a new American, this November will be the first time I get to exercise my right to vote, a right I've waited nearly two decades to earn. I understand the urge during an election season to attack those you see as political opponents. But Mr. President, I am not your enemy, and the tens of millions of MAGA Republicans are not filled with hate towards anyone. Mm-hmm. We love this country. We are heirs of the great legacy of freedom this country has afforded us and wish to exercise our rights to be heard and not demonized. So I ask you, Mr. President, to tear down this wall of divisiveness and division mm. that seeks to pit your fellow citizens against one another. Heed your own call for unity and lay off the rhetoric that seeks to demonize and defame millions of people. All right, that's all we have time for, but fantastic. Uh, He just had a few more seconds left there, but he put that as well as I think it can be put. Yeah, we will post this uh, on Twitter, at Pat Unleashed, if you'd like to share that inspiring message. People need to see that and hear it. Incredible. Uh, 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome back. Mm. I returned before she said I returned, as yeah. a matter of fact. What was that all about? Dude? I don't know. You're just eager to talk about how just great the wait. world is I doing right now? I cannot wait. Yeah. Uh, we got some tweets here. Sasquatch Cougar fan. I would love to see Nebraska make a return trip because BYU went there in 2016. Was it 15, 16, somewhere? And they haven't, they didn't, it was just a one off. Uh, well, it but it would be Lincoln. great if they went to Provo. That was in Lincoln, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Mary. one was in in Lincoln. Yeah. And Sasquatch he, he, Cougar he wants fan wants to go there? Nebraska to go to no, Provo. No, I don't think so. No, Said it'd be a great don't. game. No, it wouldn't, no, wouldn't be a great game. No, appreciate the invite. We'll crush them. We're good. <laughs> good. <laughs> Georgia Stick. Southern this week, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah, so that'll okay. be a, another uh, tight one there. You can throw out all the record books mm-hmm. when Nebraska and Georgia Southern get together. And then Oklahoma in Lincoln the week after that. Ooh. Okay. Well, my then, butt that's hurts a big already. One. Yeah, that's a big one. Mm. That'll be a tough one. Yeah. They used to be big time rivals. Yeah. But then, of course. Game of the century, baby. Yeah. 71, I believe. Mm-hmm. 1971, yep. Nebraska won the national title. Yeah. 35 to 31 in that game. Yeah. And remember, Oklahoma last year was one of those games Nebraska lost by one score. There's a bunch of them. Let's see. Yeah, they were, they seem yeah. pretty now, good. I, I last want year. the shirt that says somebody's got the shirt. Says, Best three and nine team in the yeah, world, yeah, ever in the history of the yeah, world. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Did you see what Georgia? Speaking of Georgia, not yes. Southern, but Georgia. Did to Oregon? Did to Oregon? Oh. Holy cow! Woo! And, you know what that is? That is just in a nutshell the SEC and the Pac. However many teams they have now. Yeah. Ten. Twelve. Pac ten. Pac ten. Twelve. Yeah. They used to have 12. Well, they still do. 14. But Oh, you're talking about USC leaving. and UCLA? Yeah, yeah, they're leaving. I will say, though, that on the Big Ten commercials, they, they haven't added the USC and UCLA logos yet mm. for what that's worth. Yeah. Probably not until they're officially there, but that's what, next year, I think? Is it that soon? I think they said Ooh. 2024, yeah. Then that's not next year. 
Oh, yeah, that's two years from <laughs> Right. I've already uh, jumped in my mind I, to BYU am, in the Big 12. I am looking forward <laughs> to games in the snow uh, featuring USC and UCLA in places like you know, Madison, Wisconsin, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. Those are going to be funny. That's just going to be fun. You're going to get their heads kicked in, too. Pac-12's weak. Uh, all right. <laughs> the Pickled Squirrel tweets, if Stu does America is the little black rain cloud, what does that make Glenn Beck? A level 10 tsunami? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, bad Engineer tweets, this is the only country in the world where promoting the greatness of your own country is a bad thing. Is that the truth? Sure is. Yeah. Do they jump all over Brits for saying, hey, Great Britain is a great country? No. Nobody does that. It's interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Uh, but Americans, of course, super excited to vote for Joe Biden again. They can't wait. They can't wait. <laughs> um, look at the similar crowd size for Joe Biden. This is awesome. And Donald Trump. We got a great comparison because they were both in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Last week. Uh-huh. Uh, do, who do we have first? Uh, Joe Trump. Biden's? Yeah, here's Trump. Trump? Okay, there's Trump's. Is there is there audio here? Oof. With the crowd? With, yeah, Look okay. at this. Wow. Yeah. Completely filled a basketball arena. I mean, that thing is packed. Wow. To the gills. Did anything else? Wait, what's this? And then... Do you realize uh, that? What? Oh, what's the point that? is... What's the point? We asked so much of you. Ah! So much of you. <laughs> 30, ah! 30 people? I have not... Oh, my... Gosh. Okay, Trump. Gigantic crowd. So basically sold out arena. The same the same crowd. But within a few. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know. Uh-oh. It was the same it was wow. the same same thing, right? You couldn't even <laughs> tell the difference in the But the guy who had nobody there, he got 81 million votes. Don't forget that. Most votes in the history of the world. 81 million. So, yeah, he's super popular. People love him. Absolutely you, love him. How could you not be excited to about, vote for a... About Mr. Brain Dead? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be psyched. Mm-hmm. Can't wait till 2024 when I can vote for this guy again. And dare I say some votes have probably already been tallied for Joe. <laughs> People are so excited they can't wait. It's quite possible, yes. <laughs> Wow. Uh, And besides Donald Trump, the GOP has some rock stars that are running across the country. Yeah, you don't see this on the left. You don't see this in the Democratic Party. Not at all. Uh, Ron DeSantis, of course, Mm -hmm. is a rock star. Mm -hmm. But Carrie Lake, who's a former uh, news anchor in Phoenix, uh, was a very popular one. I think she worked there for quite a few years. Uh, She was asked about the 2020 election by a reporter over the weekend. Mm. And here's what she had run to say. Run for governor now, right? Yeah. Yes, she run for governor of Arizona, obviously. I can't hear you. Sorry. You said you feel like Joe Biden is dividing the country, but do you feel like Donald Trump is doing the same by falsely telling people... It, is Donald Trump dividing the country by talking about the 2020... Trump divide the country? Questioning, questioning an election where there are obviously problems is, is dividing the country? Since when can we not ask questions about our elections? So good. As a journalist for many years, I was a journalist after 2016, and I distinctly remember many people just like you Mm -hmm. asking a lot of questions about the 2016 election results. And nobody tried to shut you up. Thank you. Nobody tried to tell Hillary Clinton to shut up. Mm -hmm. Nobody tried to tell Kamala Harris when she was questioning 
the uh, legitimacy of these electronic voting machines to stop. We're, we have freedom of speech in this country, and you of all people should appreciate that. You're nice. supposedly a journalist. You should appreciate that. So I don't see how asking questions about an election where there are many problems is dividing a country. What I do see dividing a country is shutting people down, censoring people, canceling people, trying to destroy people's lives when they do ask questions. Last I heard, we still have the Constitution. Mm. It's hanging mm. by a thread, thanks mm -hmm. to some of the work some people in this area have done. <laughs> but we're going to save that Constitution, and we're going to bring back freedom of speech. And maybe someday you'll thank us for that. Oh, man. Maybe someday you'll thank us for that. I mean, that's brilliant. She's That's a the definitive way to handle that BS. And she was calm. Her tone was perfect. She's a good candidate. She's attractive. She's smart. She's well-spoken. She's got pretty good policies from what I've seen. Uh, she should win in a landslide. Now, maybe closer than I'd like, but I... I think she's up right now, right? I think she's ahead in the polls. Uh, but she's definitely an up-and-coming star in the Republican Party. What a great answer. Yeah. Sheesh. She was ready for that, for sure. And uh, and she's not reading it from a teleprompter, by no, the way. No. So. She's trailing 46-44. Is she really? Jeez, But the gap is narrowing, Pat. Wow. How in the world could she be trailing? Wow. Uh, and her opponent will not debate her. There's another uh, situation where this is a gubernatorial race, but they, the, the Democrat won't have anything to do with debating her because she knows she'd get crushed, just like in Pennsylvania, where Mehmet Oz is trying desperately to get John Fetterman to debate him in the Senate race, and Fetterman won't. And Fetterman's people... Keep saying, well, you know, it's, it depends on his uh, well-being. It depends on his recovery from his stroke. Look, if he can't so much as debate <laughs> right. his opponent, he can't fill a Senate seat. For six years. Come on. That's outrageous. Fetterman leading Oz 48-40 at this point. Oh, my gosh. And that gap not N narrowing. Oh, that's incredible. It's kind of been steady for... Yeah, it's been like eight to ten points for a, a while, right? Yeah. Yeah, since... I mean, the July. guy was practically dead. He still can't speak. He lived off his parents until he was 50 years old. He's 53 now. He's an extremist. How is it possible he's ahead of Dr. Oz? <laughs> Do you want to go ahead and play uh, uh, what Trump said about Fetterman? Yeah. Uh, over the weekend. This yeah. is a fun clip here. Yeah, this is... Uh, but Fetterman got it, and he got it in a landslide. And this guy's a disaster. He comes in with a sweatsuit on. I've never seen him wear a suit. A dirty, dirty, dirty sweatsuit. It's really disgusting. <laughs> you know, I'm a clean freak. I'm a clean freak, Oz. I don't like those dirty sweatsuits. They're disgusting. <laughs> Fetterman may dress like a teenager getting high in his... <laughs> Parents' basement. <laughs> but he's a raging lunatic hell-bent on mm -hmm. springing hardened criminals out of jail in the middle of the worst crime wave in Pennsylvania history. He wants everybody out of jail. And by the way, mm. he wants to get rid of your police. Yeah. Yeah, he's an extremist. He's a radical. We have a clip from him, yeah. too, don't we? Talking about voter ID, Fetterman here. Check this okay. out. 
and these other states that the right to vote is being suppressed. It's being curtailed, curtailed. It's being shaved off in no. my own state. They are going to pass uh, attempt to pass a, a constitutional amendment, making sure that universal voting ID for every time you vote, not just when you sign up to vote, but every time you vote, because they understand that at any given time, there's tens of thousands of Pennsylvanians who typically typically are on the uh, are on the, the poor side mm-hmm. and, and are people of color that are less likely to have their ID at any one given time. <laughs> no, they understand that that, that could shave true. up to anywhere. You no. racist. Poor people and minorities have IDs. <laughs> Do you know any uh, minority who doesn't have... <laughs> I know. A driver's license? This is the I don't know it was. Strangest argument. Uh, it is. And I, they keep getting away with it. Yeah. It's a racist stance. Mm-hmm. Wait, why wouldn't minorities have ID? Do they drive? Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. Um, and they're also in favor of of showing your ID at the voting booth. Yeah, we've seen by about eighty percent. We've seen this in polls. We've seen this in videos. Yep, uh, it's just it is the biggest issue that they keep going down the wrong track on that I think we see in politics right now because all people want you to have to show your ID at the voting booth. It's just not that hard, and it's not too much to ask that that you prove that you are who you say you are, so we can check it off, and you can't vote again. How about that? They literally have no counter argument to this. None. They really don't. They really don't. It's it's just racist because they're less likely to have ID. Uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> it was nice to see Fetterman in a in a coat. <laughs> it was a winter coat there. It's getting chilly up north. But it was um, a uh, hoodie he, still, wasn't it? Well, no, I don't know. If it was a hoodie, but now every time I watch a clip of Fetterman speak, I'm going to be looking for like the pit stains on his sweatshirt. <laughs> thanks to Donald Trump. <laughs> Got that imagery in my head, and I hope that sticks with Pennsylvania voters. I don't uh, care. I don't care why you choose to not vote for Fetterman. Just don't vote for him. Oh, yeah, he is so he's so a bad. Radical, like you said, man. yeah, so bad. Uh, and you know, every time Oz mentions the fact that he still can't speak at times, although he seemed fine there, mm-hmm. seemed better than Biden there. Oh, okay. I see where you're setting the bar. <laughs> so. I mean, you got the president of the United States who speaks worse than that. I think you just made Fetterman's whole case there. I think so. <laughs> but every time Oz brings it up, yeah, Fetterman's campaign is like, how dare you assail a man's health? <laughs> well, yeah. He wants a job in the U.S. Senate. D- don't, doesn't Pennsylvania deserve a senator who uh, probably won't die in the next six years? <laughs> <laughs> well, when you say it like that. I mean, come on. <laughs> they need a functioning, healthy, vibrant senator. Mm-hmm. Not one who, you know, is in real trouble health-wise. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Nothing does yeah, at this that's, point. That's the problem. Nothing does. Uh, Biden was in Wisconsin yesterday where he was speaking Mm. Uh, I'm not sure in what language he was speaking, though. (laughs) Uh, Check this out. We beat Farmer this year. We beat Farmer this year. Wow, what an angry. And it matters. We're going to change people's lives. He is. Okay, there's that. Just an angry man. He he goes back and forth. He's either crazy angry like that, Mm -hmm. or he's completely clueless and out to lunch. 
And here he is trying to pronounce, uh, I don't know, reduce the deficit or something. Listen to this. And you know how much? You know how much I'm reduced with the deficit this year? Well, what? One trillion what? five hundred thousand reduced. <laughs> okay, he got that wrong too. Yeah. He can't, because it's a number. He wants to say, and he can't do a number. He wants to say one trillion five hundred million. He says five hundred thousand. Right? Wouldn't it be one point five? Let's see it. Uh, yeah, it'd be one point five trillion, but it's one trillion five hundred million. He says five hundred thousand. You know how much? <gasps> you know how much I'm reduced with the deficit this year? Yeah, one trillion five hundred thousand. Redu- okay, yeah. Billion. So one, yeah, one trillion five hundred billion. But this is the deficit of the year. So bad. And then the pharmaceutical thing. Wait, now you're turning again on the pharmaceuticals? What, they're the bad guy all of a sudden? Again? Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. I, I think, I, I don't know this applies to him since he's completely gone mentally, but they are slowly turning that ship and aiming it at Trump when it comes to the vaccine as the information about what the vaccine's may be possibly doing to people mm-hmm. and uh, all that's entailed with that they are they are they, I think that the Democrats think that he is the inevitable candidate for the Republican Party so now they've got to go back against remember they were against the vaccine when Trump was in office mm-hmm. they were saying I'm not taking this Kamala Harris I don't online. trust Donald Trump that's if this is Trump his vaccine, work right? January 20th mm-hmm. rolls around. They're like, wait, we have the power. What's that now? Oh, yeah, we totally roll up your sleeve if you want to keep your job. Absolutely. Now that it looks like Trump may be... Uh, and because they're already rewriting history on the lockdowns and the school closures, they're going to rewrite it again on the vaccine if they have to aim their uh, rhetoric at Trump this yep. fall or in 2024. Yep. So just get ready for it. It's, it's a fun ride, right, America? Yeah, it's a fun ride. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust. Uh, selling your home is stressful. It's a big challenge. I mean, the market is volatile right now. Sometimes it's really good for the seller. Sometimes it's really good for the buyer. Depends on where you live, really, and other factors, of course. But you need a realtor who's going to get you through all of this and help make you help you make the really tough decisions that you have to make along the way in order to sell your house quickly and for the most amount of money. Because frankly, if it doesn't sell quickly, you're going to wind up reducing the price and nobody wants to do that. Ask Glenn about that. (laughs) He had that situation in 2011. So uh, that's why he created, in fact, Real Estate Agents I Trust. This is his company. Uh, His team has fully vetted these agents to make sure they're the best you can possibly get in your area. They'll help you through the entire selling process or... The purchasing process, too, if that's what you're doing. Maybe you're doing both because you're relocating. Real Estate Agents I Trust, the name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. 888 Also at... Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, amazing over the weekend. The I think it was, was it on Friday when um, when South Carolina canceled a home-and-home home series, which means we'll play in Provo and we'll play in South Carolina. The University of South Carolina canceled a series with BYU 
uh, because... Women's basketball. Yeah, a women's basketball game. wasn't even volleyball. But because of what didn't happen at the volleyball game or match. (laughs) Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Over a hoax, by the way. Something that didn't happen. There's no evidence of it. Everybody's reviewed the game tape. Nobody screamed any racial slur against uh, any player from Duke. Madness. If you don't, you know, maybe you haven't heard about it, but supposedly somebody yelled a racial slur during a volleyball match between BYU and Duke. But there's no tape. But there's nobody can back that up. Nobody verified it. It just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Uh, so again, South Carolina decides all of a sudden they're not even involved in this. They just happen to have <laughs> two basketball games coming up with, with BYU's women's basketball team. And they canceled them. Yeah, they're running scared. It's just not appropriate at That's this time mm-hmm. to get, really get, get involved. And Really? Let's just say for a minute that it did happen. Let's just say somebody yelled a racial slur. What do you want from BYU over this? It was a fan. It wasn't even a student fan. It was just a random fan from Provo. And it's not like the school sponsored an anti-black event in the Smith Fieldhouse. It's not like they said, hey, you know what? Everybody start yelling racial slurs at this person, okay? Also, just giving them the press the, the premise that it, it really did happen. As soon as they were informed of this perceived problem, BYU positioned police officers behind the Duke bench and at each end of the arena to try to catch anybody who was screaming racial slurs during her serve or any time during the volleyball game. Didn't happen. There was nothing to act upon because nobody heard anything except the person who said it, said that it happened. And on top of that, not only did they do that during the match, but the next morning as dawn broke in Utah... (laughs) BYU's athletic director went to the hotel room of the Duke team to find out all the things that she claimed happened and let them let her know and Duke know how seriously BYU administration was taking her claim. They eliminated the student section that day with no evidence of any wrongdoing on the part of anybody at BYU in that arena. They eliminated the student section anyway and said it's an ongoing thing, but right now we're just not going to do the the rock section. It's Roar of Cougars. That's what they call the student section. (laughs) I mean, it's bizarre. So even if it did happen, BYU did everything. What else would you want them to do? Yeah, every BYU fan should boycott going to BYU games until they put the student section back in. Yeah, I'm hopeful they'll do that soon because... It's clear it didn't happen. And, you know, I know you're trying to be valiant and take your lumps and, you know, not say anything disparaging about the girl who claims all of this. And that's fine, but you can't take you can't take the blame for something you didn't do. And some stupid attention whore university has to jump in and make weird, meaningless moves at BYU's expense and say, oh, we're not going to play you guys because you're racists. <laughs> 
And isn't it interesting that the school making all this noise is South Carolina, the first state to secede from the Union over slavery and trying to keep it going? Wow. <laughs> Fascinating to me. Wow. Hmm. We're playing that card? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Since they're playing a non-existent card. No kidding. I'm going to play a real one from 160 years ago. And if any university should be sensitive to <sighs> racial hoaxes... It should be South Carolina. It should be Duke. And Duke. Duke lacrosse ring a bell, anyone? Oh, my gosh. My goodness. You might want <sighs> right. to press the pause button for just a second and gather some facts. No, no. no we don't learn lessons in this country. It's a great freaking point. Ugh. I can't, I just, whatever, man. I, I mean, if you talk Duke lacrosse, you still have the taint of that uh, uh, hoax as well. You still have that. some Something that, again, didn't happen. And now they're doing it to somebody else. Wow. I mean, it's crazy. Yep. What a bizarre situation it is. Because the girl in question who claims that this happened is the only one in the arena that heard it. And she says she clearly heard it every time. Mm. Wow, that's weird. How did that happen? And then, and then the sacrificial handicap guy. Oh yeah, gets the uh, yeah boot from BYU. Yep, never allowed back, even though there's absolutely no proof that he transgressed. Well, quite the opposite. Mm -hmm. I mean, police have said he didn't he didn't say anything like that. Crazy. It's just crazy. And you would think that if. Let's just say that the guy that they kicked out because he walked onto the floor, like he always does, mm -hmm. the mentally challenged guy, right? Mm -hmm. um, have there been black volleyball players there before? Does he have a track yeah. record where he has said these things and people are like, oh my gosh, he he's at not. it again, that crazy Joe. No, he does not. Oh, my goodness. And then, of course, you know, you've got the political element where the godmother yeah. here in Tarrant County, Texas, is... Uh, Running for office and trying to raise a stink. And she she's, wasn't even there. And she's the racist, if you look at her post. Yeah, right. <laughs> she doesn't like white people. <laughs> or Asians. And uh, and she's the one that claimed uh, that BYU did absolutely nothing. <laughs> when they went out of their way, they bent over backwards <laughs> so to fix much. a situation that was non-existent. I mean, there's so much here. Over oh, there is. Nothing at all. Oh, man. And should should we care that South Carolina is not going to play at Provo and Provo's not going to and BYU is not going to go to South Carolina? Uh, no. But if that starts an avalanche of schools thinking, well, South Carolina did it, maybe mm -hmm. we better look into it too. Mm -hmm. Could be really bad. Uh, is it, and it's just a shame since again, is it is the message not getting out that it didn't happen? Hello. <laughs> didn't happen i just man it's <laughs> unless whoever screamed it had a direct audio line directly into her ear no, that no one else could hear sure yeah and he kept it in that audio tunnel from his mouth to her ear <laughs> i don't know it's really something if he did that's uh that's great all right let me tell you about omega xl you know, there's so many joints in our bodies, 360, in fact, from our neck down each vertebrae, 
uh, to your arms, your hips, your knees, and feet. That's 360 joints that take a beating with daily activity and aging, of course. That's why your joints hurt all the time and ruin your sleep from time to time. Uh, I take Omega XL because of the science. When we're young, our bodies produce SPMs, which are nature's way of keeping joints healthy. But as we age, we don't produce enough of them, which is why I was certainly in pain with my uh, with my elbow. Omega XL, though, can restore your SPMs, rejuvenate joints and muscles, so you can move like when you were younger. And it just relieves the inflammation and and takes away that pain. Can your supplement do that? Order Omega XL right now. They'll give you a second bottle for free when you buy the first one. Go to OmegaXL.com slash Pat. OmegaXL.com slash Pat. Or call 1-800-844-4888. Pat Gray. Unleashed. Of tweets here. Uh, OG Thor tweets. Try to figure out uh, Keith's sports fandom. He roots for Nebraska, mm-hmm. Atlanta, and Edmonton. Mm. Doesn't seem to be any geographical connection there. Well, I guess if you mm. want my story, you'll have to be a faithful listener at themikeshow.com. And I'll tell <laughs> and you all fill, about it. Fill them in. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It comes up quite a bit. Good. But all, that, all of it makes sense if you just go to at themikeshow.com. The end. Uh, we are all V. Tweets. That's the truth. <laughs> Gary Lake has rocketed herself to a possible VP nod for Trump. If mm. she wins, leave her in Arizona would be my preference, but I'd understand asking her either way. Uh, yeah. That's... That's interesting. That is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. From Dan Stahl, Fetterman is ahead in the polls because of Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. The rest of the state thinks he's a moron. Well, he is a moron. So. <laughs> the rest of the state is right. Yeah. Can we just build walls around the cities now? Can we just keep that contagion put in all of these places? Mm-hmm. Just hmm. And you really do. You have to write the big cities off now, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Squatching Duck tweets, um, reducing the deficit by $1.5 trillion this year. That that just means he spent that extra $1.5 trillion last year. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well said. Right. Yep. Yes. Exactly. But, boy, he was on fire, man, yesterday with that speech. And, boy, it was a powerful close, too. Check out how he ended this speech, Pat. You're going to love this. There's nothing, nothing we can't do if we do it together. God bless you all, and may God prick our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wait, may God prick our troops? Yeah. Can you look up the meaning of prick? Prick. P-R-E-C-T. I don't know what that means. Yeah, there it is. Prekt. Prekt. Mm-hmm. And it means... <laughs> don't do not do this. May God prekt don't, don't try our to, troops. Don't try he, to show up our president. No, I'm I'm not. I just... I, he's, he's using a word there that I'm not familiar with. It's uh, 4D chess or something. Yeah, okay. I have no idea. There's Google ain't <laughs> helping me with jack crap it's, on that one. Are you kidding me? He's so bad. That's like social security. So security. So, so, Security. Okay. It's Security? Did he need the teleprompter for that? Maybe maybe uh, they should see. have. Let's see it again. Maybe One more they time. should have typed it in there. Yeah. There's nothing. Okay. Nothing we can't do if we do it together. God bless you all mm-hmm. and may God prick our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I bet it was a typo. 
I bet one of those little Marxist typists that were t typing up his speech, they were running out of time. It was toward the end. They're like, oh my gosh, he's about to go on stage. And they, uh, left and they misspelled o protect. Okay. I bet, I bet it said, I bet if you were standing behind him, I bet the teleprompter said prekt. <laughs> the man's dumb. He's terrible. He's just so compromised. But, you know, don't bring that up to anybody because that's heresy. That's a conspiracy theory that he's completely out to lunch and not coming home for dinner. Don't even start with that stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so stealthy that he's got problems. It's so subtle. Well, school is uh, now back in session, pretty much nationwide, in person. CNN's Dana Bash asked Democrat Senator Patty Murray from Washington State if lockdowns and remote learning was the best policy for kids. Mm. Was it a mistake to keep children home for school so long during the pandemic? <laughs> Dana, this was a decision of local school oh, officials local. and our scientific experts <laughs> trying to get their hands around a pandemic mm. that was killing mm. millions of Americans to protect their children, to protect Jeez. their staff, to protect their communities. I am proud that when Democrats prekt, got control a year them. and a half ago, uh, Democrats <laughs> voted for the American Rescue Plan that helped our kids get back into school safely, making sure that our schools had testing and supplies and ventilation and the ability to make sure their kids could be safe at school. And mm -hmm. today, virtually every child mm -hmm. is back in school. Mm -hmm. That is what I focused on, making sure that is we that were what providing the resources sure. to our sure. schools so they could reopen safely. And yeah. that's what we have today. Change in history. Yes, we but, have an issue about always. kids being out of school. And I am very focused, Dana, mm. on making She's sure that very we focused, help Dana. get our kids yeah, back to where forward. they need uh -huh. to be. Yeah. Uh-huh. Dana. Which is going to be a big challenge. In, yeah. in retrospect, yeah. it is a no challenge. second thoughts. Mm. And I know tw hindsight is always twenty twenty. But given yeah. the numbers the that hook. you're seeing and the decline that we just talked about. Uh -huh. You still feel comfortable with the way that school districts, even you know, in your home state, handled the pandemic? Sure, sure, she's fine with it. I think we were under unprecedented times oh. at that point, where people really were okay, struggling I can't to figure it. out what was the best. No, oh. so was everybody else in the world. Yet we're the ones who fell two years behind. Mm -hmm. We're the ones. Yeah, everybody was under that same pressure. Everybody had to make those same decisions. That wasn't just a U.S. pandemic. It was a worldwide I'm, I'm pandemic. Glad, I'm glad you're bringing up the rest of the world because I have in front of me here some stats <laughs> for you. Have uh, you ever heard of a country called Sweden? Does <laughs> that ring a bell, anyone? It does. Heard of that? Rings okay. a bell. So um, they have 1.8 million school-aged kids mm -hmm. in Sweden. Uh, those kids kept going to school. Uh, those kids didn't wear masks. <laughs> Those kids didn't Jeez. have vaccine mandates, as some municipalities in America <sighs> did. Uh, not a single child died in Sweden from the pandemic. Huh. Oh, and Swedish test scores among kids um, did not suffer a decline, as ours have monumentally suffered mm -hmm. after these lockdowns and uh, school closures. Math and reading scores for America's nine-year-olds fell dramatically during the first two years of the pandemic, according to a new federal study offering an early glimpse of the sheer magnitude of the learning setbacks dealt to the nation's children. Reading scores saw their largest decrease in 30 years, while math scores had their first decrease in the history of the testing regimen. B 
behind the study. Uh, that's great. The dramatic setbacks which erased two decades of progress mm. in American test scores mm-hmm. reflect years of upheaval for the country's education system. There you go. Schools shut down for months at a time amid COVID-19 outbreaks. Of course, many children spent a year or more learning from home. Sometimes it was almost two years. Yeah. Yeah, and don't forget, I mean, a lot of these places wouldn't even let you back in. Uh, I know Los Angeles, New Orleans. Remember, uh, D.C. took a judge, another Trump judge, to step in and say, uh, yeah, these kids can go to school if they don't have the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So stop. There, I'm telling you, issue by issue, Democrats like Patty Murray are going to try to change history and spin this. But look, it was unprecedented times in mm-hmm. these crazy municipalities and these local school districts i mean i don't know where they were getting those crazy thoughts that we should keep the kids from going to school wasn't me wasn't my party saying it wasn't my president saying it actually it it was no it was a local no it was a local it was a local people that were taking their cues from local stuff no 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 for the most part that was it was led by the fed as it always is Federal government led the way, telling everybody that, hey, they had mm. to be safe. We had to protect the children, mm. the most vulnerable among us, which they're not. They were the least vulnerable to this particular disease. <sighs> By the way, coming up uh, on Pat Gray Overtime today, we have a lot <laughs> to say on COVID-19 vaccine mm. uh, related to uh, things that are going on. You can go to uh, blazetv.com slash pat and subscribe. Oh, I've been there. And then you get access to overtime, all kinds of things. All right? Uh, blazetv.com slash pat. I think if you use the promo code pat, I'll try it because I think it's still worth $10 off. Pat10. Promo code. Save 10 Yeah, right there. Just, just type in random save. words until you save a lot of money. <laughs> That's what I do at some of these websites. Yeah, okay. Save $10 with promo code PAT. I think it automatically applies it by going to that. Oh, uh, does it? When you go to slash PAT? Yeah. Okay. Pretty sure. So things are bad here in the U.S., but uh, get this from Britain. Mm. UK pubs must hike the the price of the pint. That's just a big thing of beer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You charge about five bucks for it. Well, five pounds for it, which is a little more than $5. It's a heavy beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no wonder people buy light beer. <laughs> now now they're going to, I mean, in order to break even mm-hmm. or make any kind of money at all, 20 pounds is what they need to charge this winter. Whoa. Hey. we No, thank you. Wow. That, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Oklahoma City Airport, Will Rogers Airport, I'm looking at you. Mm. Charge 11 bucks for a beer uh, at that airport. You're saying it's going to be a bargain now to, yeah. to get a beer at an airport? Yes. Well, c- compared to what they want to charge in the UK. That's how much their prices have gone up, though. In order to make ends meet, uh, this story included yeah. a pub that has been in existence for 1,200 years. What? Continuously. And now? 1,200 years, and they're in danger of going out of business this winter because... A pr- they'd have to set their pint price at fifteen to twenty dollars per. And this is what happens when you let the World Economic Forum run the planet. Which, uh, mm-hmm. by the way, this new uh, prime minister, uh, somebody just posted something earlier today. Yeah, she's a Klaus Schwab uh, uh, disciple. Oh, so that's is neat. she really? She went to the World Economic Forum. Oh, that's interesting. 
All right, good, good, <laughs> good, good. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, if you're a dog owner, you know how important it is uh, to give your dog the best nutrition you possibly can to help keep them active and happy and healthy. Keep that tail wagging. Rough Greens is a dog food supplement. So it's not the dog food. It's just something you put on top of your dog's food and it puts back into your dog's food all the vitamins and minerals and the probiotics and antioxidants that are burned out in the process of sterilizing your dog's food. So they get all the nutrients that are missing and they love this stuff. My dog would not eat her food until we put the rough greens on top of it. Most dogs are like that, but there are some who have turned their nose up at it. Uh, Keith's dogs in particular. Uh, They're the only ones I know of, but it does happen. They're weird. So, uh, Rough Greens wants to make sure your dog's going to love it, so they're willing to part with a small bag for free. They're going to send you a free bag. All you have to do is pay for the shipping. Go to roughgreens.com and get this small bag for your dog to try out. Uh, Roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F-Greens.com or call 1-833-783-3364 or roughgreens.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. And welcome. 888 Number to call to get in touch with us. Uh, we got to... Share what uh, Emmanuel Macron is doing in France. He's got some great things. Some great messages for the French people. Mm. <laughs> things That's are good. bad here, but I mean, yeah, it's Europe. still worse in Europe. Is boy, it's tenuous. Europe's going to hell. I don't know what Europe is more upset about right now: the cost mm. of living or the fact that so much of their money is going to Ukraine. Yeah, that they are marching in the streets on multiple fronts there in Europe, and they should be doing it here too. They're also realizing what we have been saying all along about this climate change nonsense and how badly that's going to impact society. Yeah, the elites don't care; they yeah. want it that way. You'll own nothing, and you'll be happy, right? Right, and that's what they're. I mean, those are the policies they're pursuing, especially in Europe. And they're, you know, we just did it here too. We passed the big climate change bill. All right. More coming up. Pat Gray. Uh, great to have you here. 888 Also at uh, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, in France, Emmanuel Macron mm. had a message for the French people. Uh, they... You know, they got something coming here, stinking French, the Frenchy Frenchies. What we are living through is a time of great upheaval. Upheaval. Firstly, because we are witnessing, and not just since this summer, but over the past few years, the end of what we might have seen as abundance. And for those who enjoyed it, it is also the end of a carefree time. Our freedom, the liberty to which we have grown accustomed to in our lives has a price, and sometimes when we have to defend it, we have to make certain sacrifices as we fight to defend it. Man, they are selling this Ukraine war, aren't they? Well, I think he's... They're telling us that it's the end of abundance. How many times have we heard that? We heard that last week from some other European (laughs) douchebag. And now uh, Macron telling us it's the end of abundance. Well, 
for for you, not for him. Yeah, no, he's, he's out on his jet ski and yeah. still doing the things he always did and does. Uh, energy prices 30 times higher in France than the five-year average. End of abundance. 30 times higher mm-hmm. is all? Yep. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not that's bad not at all, bad. right? Yeah. No. Uh, Germans, Stop uh, your bellyache and cheese. Yeah, yeah, Germans on track to pay uh, $3,000 a month for a 2,500-square-foot home this oh. winter. That's good, right? And you're saying that's a lot? Uh, they are lighting huh. candles in Italy and turning out the lights because of a 500% increase in energy bills there. Trump tried to warn mm. Europe of what was coming. He did, and they uh, scoffed at him. They laughed at him. Mm-hmm. Remember the German thing? Oh, yes, He's telling did. Germany, hey, you better stop relying on Russia mm-hmm. and all of their oil because uh, they could cut that off at any time. And <laughs> sure. <laughs> Shut up, orange man. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, orange man. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was yeah. fun waving your uh, Ukrainian flag when the temperature was warm, wasn't it, Germany? Mm. Mm. Not going to be so nice now. It's not just Britain and France, but it's really all of Europe. In the Czech Republic, citizens are demanding the government resign. It's <laughs> the whole government. I'm telling you, man, they're <clears> in the streets. And a couple of people turned out. Uh, look at this. This is amazing. Yep. Wow, it's a lot of people right there. Sure, yeah, they claim seventy thousand. It looks it looks like more than that to yeah, me. But yeah. seventy thousand strong at this rally that was held in Prague. And again, that was because um, uh, they're mad about uh, the quality. Your quality yeah. of life is being taken by the hour. They want lower gas and electricity prices and neutrality. On the conflict in in Ukraine. Wow. Look, it's hard to be neutral when um, you're using a place as your uh, base for money laundering. Yeah, that's right. To be neutral, you have a dog in the fight that way, and that's uh, sadly that is that is true. That's what I believe is animating uh, uh, at least our administration. Mm. And but our gas prices have gone down so much yeah. that this morning when I filled up, I only paid eighty two dollars. Wow, eighty two dollars. So what are you? You're not complaining? Then, I'm right? not complaining at all. Because that was kind of such, what I was hearing. You know, because it's only double now what I used to pay mm-hmm. uh, to fill up. So that's oh. it's really good. You know that it's just eighty two dollars. Well, I'm afraid I have some bad news for you, Clarice. Because uh, OPEC getting ready to cut oil supplies. Mm-hmm. Um, and push pe- prices back up. Yeah. yeah. Will that be a Putin price hike when that happens? Or will that be a so. Saudi price yeah, hike? Yeah, I think that'd be a Saudi price hike. Okay. My goodness. You know what sucks is that uh, the United States of America is one of those nations that just doesn't have its own God-given resources like oil. <laughs> and we have to depend on these other countries. Yeah, that's and, a shame, and come to them hat in hand and be like, "Hey, how about a little bit of oil? What do you think?" Mm-hmm. And then the, the Saudis and the rest of the OPEC—it's uh, called a cartel. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like, "Nah." This might surprise you to learn, uh, Keith, that? but uh, the United States of America has more oil and gas reserves than any nation on this planet. Hmm? Yeah, they, no, no, there no. is there is more oil and gas when you include shale. Mm-mm. Uh, than any other place, including Saudi Arabia. No, I went to a public school in Georgia. I was mm-hmm. taught there was peak oil. I know. You heard yeah. of that? Oh, I've heard, heard of, of it. You heard of that? Like little 80 smart times man over, there? over time, huh? over, over the uh, history yeah. of this country. Probably about 80 uh-huh. times. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've talked about this on the show before where I specifically remember reading a, whatever, 
social studies book, fifth grade, and the mm-hmm. chart of all the countries and when they would run out of oil in oh, their country. Oh, wow. And I, and I remember, like, the furthest one out was not any further than 2020. It, most of them were, you know, 2000, 2010, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just a list of, like, 15 countries mm-hmm. that are oil-producing oil nations. And uh, we should have run out long ago. But the problem right. is uh, we haven't. But when you hamstring the ability to get it out, you might as well have hit peak oil. Yeah, might as well. Indeed. Help us. They, they don't even really bother with the peak oil thing I know, anymore. Right? Yeah. They don't really even bother with it because they know it's not true. Yeah, so now they've got to go, oh, environment. Then let's, uh-huh. let's play that card. Let's now see if that one works. Yeah. Yep. Let's do something to, to bring down capitalism is the bottom line. We just got to figure out how to do it. Right. Uh, they're trying desperately. Oh, and they're doing a good job of it, too. Meanwhile, FBI agent uh, Timothy Tebolt. Uh, I love this guy. <laughs> who interfered with uh, the investigation, suppressed evidence. Love this. Uh, he uh, interfered with the investigation into Hunter Biden. Yeah. And uh, so he was assigned. In fact, he's the one that moved from Michigan, right, with the FBI situation to Washington to oversee what was going on uh, in the Washington field office. He was the point man to manage whistleblower Tony Bobolinsky, mm-hmm. the first son's former business partner before uh, the 2020 election. But he suppressed all the damning revelations is what this FBI agent did. And the Hunter Biden story, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Bob Alinsky spent over five hours secretly being interviewed by the FBI on October 23rd, 2020, about his inside knowledge of then-candidate Joe Biden's involvement in his son's business deals with China. Previous day, he had revealed in a press conference that Joe Biden was the big guy due to get a 10% cut of a lucrative joint venture with Chinese energy firm CEFC, according to an email found on Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> Bobolinsky gave the FBI the contents of three cell phones containing encrypted messages between Hunter and his business partners, along with emails and financial documents detailing the Biden family's corrupt influence peddling operation in foreign countries during Joe's vice presidency. But his evidence appears to have fallen into the same black hole at the FBI as Hunter's laptop. Mm-hmm. Never to be seen again. Bobolinsky's FBI interview came the week after the Post published material from the laptop, including the big guy message <laughs> and an email from a Ukrainian energy company executive thanking Hunter for organizing a 2015 meeting in Washington with then-Vice President Joe Biden. Yeah, this guy huh. is, uh, he has <clears throat> posted tweets, uh, anti-Trump tweets in the past. Um, yeah, was, Tybalt? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was uh, put in charge of, uh, I don't know if he was put in charge, but uh, one of the areas he was tasked with was um, combat- combating uh, election fraud. Right. I mean, okay. this guy is such a partisan. Yeah, oh yeah. And He's there was the report last week that he was escorted out <laughs> of the FBI building. Like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Mm-hmm. And Chuck Grassley uh, confirmed that. Jeez. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> what? Who has faith in the FBI? I... What? Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. must be spinning like a lathe in his grave right now. What government agency do you have any faith in whatsoever? 
at this point. And how do you get it back? That's the other thing. How mm. how how do you get your credibility back as I, a government? I don't as know. an agency. Well, you'd have to clean house. That's the only way. That's mm-hmm. the, uh, to publicly you put to these c- people on trial. Completely clean house. Put them behind bars where they belong. Yep. If you find something that they're guilty of. Yep. And that's the only way to do this. Short of that, how do you ever reach? Short of that, it's been lost forever. Forever. Mm-hmm. And until people like this cat are behind bars and paying for crimes of, of deceiving the American people, and there's so many people like him, and I'm not talking about just the FBI. I'm talking about your NIH, your CDC. Let's go through the whole list. Until those people pay for these crimes that they've committed against this country, you never get that back, and you're just living in dangerous times then. Mm-hmm. Because yep. we're enemies of the state, right? Right. You and me? Sitting mm-hmm. here today? Oh, yeah. I Absolutely mean, <laughs> we are. <laughs> and people listening to this show? Good times. <laughs> good times. That's all I got. It's a good way uh, to wrap it up. Yeah, because I don't want to challenge the uh, dump button in there this morning. <laughs> I'm first day back. <clears throat> uh, if you uh, have been cringing at the pump like everybody else, um, or you get the eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, I mean, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really does hurt. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is this incredible app that I found a few months ago. Uh, For anybody who buys gas, groceries, or dines out, which is virtually all of us, with every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. It's so great because to get started, you just download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use my promo code PAT and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, you claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside, and it will tell you all the places where you can save a bunch of money, like $0.11 a gallon on gas or $3 on food or whatever the case may be. You just go there, uh, buy the product, and get the cash back. It's fantastic. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. So, download the free Upside app and use the promo code PAT to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code PAT. Is Pat Gray unleashed? Uh, speaking of expensive things, in New York they've got one of these trendy deals that uh, in Brooklyn there is a new bakery that is making croissant cereal. It's little teeny croissants, and <clears throat> they put them in cereal boxes. They only sell four or five of them a day. But they're 50 bucks each. What? Uh, well, hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> are they pieces of cereal that are shaped like... No, cro- they're actual mini croissants okay. that these bakers bake. And then they put them, they, they put them in uh, cinnamon and sugar mm-hmm. and then into the cereal box. Can I use my last time out, uh-huh. uh, Mr. Official? So have you ever... Because I've never done this, but I, I'm just going to assume here. Mm-hmm. Let's say you have a bowl of milk in front of you in a croissant, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if you dip the croissant into the milk? It gets soggy. Yeah, so what the hell is this? What yeah. is this? Well, they say these stay surprisingly crunchy for a while. So 
I don't think I'd pay fifty dollars for no. a box of cereal, though. No, well, fifty bucks. Give it a few more months, and you may not have a choice. I know. Of any cereal. That's true. This is dumb. But I, I guess people line up like half an hour before the place even opens, early in the morning, and there's a line down the street for it. <sighs> New York, man. New York. <laughs> what? How? Crazy. I don't get that at all. I know. And where do they get the money? Well, from your from your <laughs> I, paycheck. Yes. Is where they get the money to go and buy uh-huh. fifty dollar box of cereal. That's stupid. It is stupid. Man. Uh we also have this <clears throat> progressive New York State politician complaining about an SUV that he saw in his neighborhood, which he claims is turning his neighborhood into a war zone. <sighs> genuinely cannot believe here's what he tweeted out oh, no. i genuinely cannot believe this is a car on my idyllic west village street it is an effing tank and i don't want to live in a war zone you triggered little wuss uh, these people are just ridiculous what do you think he drives i bet he doesn't oh, drive. I bet he bikes a everywhere prius or yeah, yeah or a bike or a scooter Wait, hold on. Can we just stop for just a second? Because uh, we're talking about these electric vehicles. You mentioned the Prius. Where is the left's uproar over the subsidizing of these green cars? Because I thought it was bad to send our money mm-hmm. to big businesses. Mm-hmm. That's what the left has always told us. Remember, mm-hmm. they used to be against big pharma. They yeah. used to be against uh, corporate welfare. But they're totally fine with this. I don't. What What is with this sea change on the left? I guess because it's electric. And that's the be-all and end-all to them. They don't think any further than, well, it's an electric vehicle. It doesn't use gas. No, but do you know the process to make that car? (laughs) Do you know how environmentally unsound that car is from start? And then there's, you know, a, a grace period in the middle where it might be a little bit better. That's even debatable. But at the end of its life, it's going to be way worse than a gas-powered car. Where's your... What are you going to do with that uh, battery? Yeah, your lithium. Where is that going to end up, right? What are you going to do with it? Where is it going? Into a landfill somewhere? Well, we already know where the little um, uh, windmill blades end up. They get buried by a bulldozer in the middle of Wyoming <clears throat> because they won't, they're not biodegradable. Yeah, it's not nuclear waste anymore because we have very few nuclear-powered plants. It's now... Wind turbine waste. <laughs> you see that the, the last nuclear power plant in, in California set to go offline, and oh and, no, and Newsom realizing we can't keep this state <laughs> powered as it is. Let's uh, let's keep let's that not. just a little longer here. Really, even him. They are insane. Oh, they're they are, and they don't they don't look past tomorrow unless it's the destruction of America. Then they'll look past that. Mm-hmm. They, they can they can see out in that horizon, but if it's something like this. Like, uh, you know, uh, sure, we're going to, you know, uh, eliminate uh, gas-powered vehicles to sell all those in California by 2035. Uh, oh, but mm-hmm. don't, don't, don't charge your electric vehicles. We don't have the energy for that, y'all. Right. Was it from four to nine? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I think. Time of day, yeah. When they don't want you charging your electric vehicle. Wait, you told me to get this thing. Now I can't charge it? I mean, the world is insane. Help. You just, you wouldn't have believed any of this stuff yeah. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. California lawmakers also passed legislation establishing a council with the power to raise fast food minimum wages right. for certain residents. Here we go. AB 257 <laughs> creates a fast food council <laughs> responsible for drafting 
<laughs> sector-wide minimum standards on wages, working hours, and other conditions. Uh, the legislation backed by the powerful <laughs> Service Employees International Union, or SEIU, applies only to restaurants with 100 or more establishments across the U.S. Yeah, so it could, could be as high as $22 dollars yeah, per an hour. hour. Yeah, if you're wow. fast food California. So that's not going to be a problem for these restaurants. Twenty-two bucks an hour? Sure, that's fine. Why not fifty bucks an hour? Why not a hundred? I mean, if twenty-two is good, wouldn't a hundred be a lot better? Almost five times better. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I've always said there should be no minimum wage because what what ends up happening is you're going to go to your fast food place. And you're gonna be like, "Whoa, fifteen bucks for a, for a Big, Big Mac? Mac? What are you talking about?" Yeah. Well, well, if you want fries, it's twenty. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a value meal. Mm-hmm. I don't do those. I'll just take a water, please. <laughs> no, I. I mean, again, this goes back to the whole electric car talk we just had, and the no power in California to 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 keep those charged. Yep. Do they look at all at the consequences? Do they do they say, no, "Oh, wait a minute"? No, now? they don't. And, and, they never look at the unintended consequences. And you, never. the customer, you're you're worthless because it's going to get passed on to you. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is going to end up paying for this minimum wage hike? It's not going to be the corporations. It's going to be you. Oh, yeah, this is great too. Uh, thousands of XL customers were locked out of their thermostats during an energy emergency <laughs> last week, with temperatures climbing into the 90s. Uh, last Tuesday, which is why... Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. Uh, so Tony Tallarico tried to crank up his air conditioning mm. at his partner's Arvada home. Okay. So Arvada, California. Colorado. I mean, Colorado. Right. Uh, he said, I mean, it was 90 out, and <laughs> it was right during the peak period. Hold on. Time it on. was hot. This feels like Eric Adams complaining about the border crisis in Texas up in his city. Does feel like that a little bit. You know, it? he's like, man, it was ninety degrees, was it? <laughs> Let me tell you about a uh, hundred and nine degrees that we hit here in Dallas in July. Anyway, uh, yeah, and so so people are saying, look, the the lock you out of your you can't thermostat. lock us out of our thermostats. Right, right. Well, yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, because you bought that stupid thing. Yeah, so you signed up. Congratulations, for this stupid, stupid thing. And and read Pat in that story. What the trade-off was to allow this electric company to control your thermostat. I, I cannot believe people would sign up for this. Uh, thousands were locked out. Let's see. XL confirmed to uh, that confirmed that 22,000 customers who okay. had signed up for the Colorado AC Rewards Program Ooh. were locked out of their smart thermostats for hours. Okay. It's a voluntary program. Voluntary, yep. yep. Let's, for remember, now. For now. For now. let's remember that this is something that customers <laughs> choose to be a part of <laughs> yeah. based on the incentives. Uh-huh. So the incentive is okay. they get $100 credit for enrolling in the program oh. and $25 a year. Okay, there you go. So you get a hundred up front and twenty five every year. Whoa! To sweat your, you know what's off in your house. Five dollars a year. So that's uh, these people deserve to be locked out of the like thermostat. Almost what two dollars a month? Nice. That's a sweet deal, right? <laughs> that's a sweet deal. Sweet deal. And don't spend hundred dollars in do one that? place. That's you know? a lot of incentive right there.
<laughs> no, you're not really going to give me $2 a month on this, are you? Now, it's voluntary right now. <clears throat> yeah, it but will just be you wait, mandatory soon. Right? Uh, it's a nudge, yes. shove, shoot. Yes. Jeez. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. So I guess, again, you didn't look far enough down the road and thought, it could get hot here. Mm-hmm. And it did. Mm-hmm. I mean, once in a while, it's going to. Even in Colorado, it's going to get hot from time to time. We, it, it happens. It happens in Montana. It happens in Alaska. I mean, hot to them is 70 or 80. By the way. But still. I, I was looking up here to see how hot we got here in Dallas because I printed up some interesting stats, and it was 109. Got there July 18th, 19th, and 20th here, okay? But mm-hmm. listen to these facts about Dallas's summer. Bear with me, y'all. Okay. Before August 21st, we had the 23rd driest summer in Texas. And the meteorological summer is June, July, August, okay? Mm-hmm. But with that one rainfall, it ended up being our ninth wettest Oh my gosh. Uh, summer. Jeez. Um, so there wow. you go. That's a fun fact there. Uh, ninth wettest August, I mean. Okay. Um, it uh, seems like that one rainfall, though, kind of threw us back into a normal cycle. Yeah, again. exactly. Exactly. Okay. So 100 degree days, mm-hmm. 47 of them here in Dallas, sixth most ever. And our average temperature, 88.2 degrees. So it was the fourth hottest summer. Um, just so you know. 1980 should have been the hottest. Biggest, yeah. Well, how is 1980 hotter than 2022? How is that possible? Yeah. With global warming, climate change. I thought it was getting worse. The climate's changed. Yeah. Every week it's We're hotter and hotter. We're experiencing hotter summers every year. Shouldn't that have been the trajectory? Yeah. Yes, it should. Somehow they can't explain that though. They. Well, it's not going to get. Like consistently hotter every day, mm-hmm. it's still gonna go up and down. Feels like there's a word for this, Pat. It starts with a W. What is it? Uh, um, weather? Is it called weather? Yeah, that's the word. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Nice. All right. We'll see you on uh, overtime and back here tomorrow. Uh-oh.